Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal back into the sports of yesterday. And we have some great events for October 10th that happened in history that we're going to talk about on your sports break today. But before we do, we want to make sure you know how to see us on Twitter. Find out everything that we're thinking, everything we're posting on Twitter. That's uh, at Pigskin Dispatch. It is the Pigpen Sports banner that you're looking at with Twitter. We'd love to have you follow us. We do follow back so so please uh follow us send us a dm and keep in touch with a pig bed on twitter so now your uniform numbers for this october 10th we'll talk about our numbers 4 10 18 33 29 9 27 48 and number 56 and we'll start off the game by october 10th 1920 is the day and the cleveland indians outfielder elmer smith hits baseball's first ever world series grand slam it's in game five of that 1920 series where he cleans the bases scores four runs four ribbies in his docket for that day in that same exact game, Indian Bill Womkas made his first unassisted World Series triple play. You know, that was quite an event there. Definitely helped the Indians out in that game. October 10th, 1921, the National Football League's Decatur Staley's franchise officially played their first game as the Chicago Staley's when they hosted the Rock Island Independence at a place called Staley Field in Chicago. Of course, George Hallis was running that team. He had gotten the team from his previous employer, A.E. Staley and the A.E. Staley Starch Company. Uh, it was a business that uh, you know, worked out of Decatur, Illinois, selling starch. They had their company football team. George Hallis worked there for him, played for the baseball and football teams. And eventually, A.E. Staley gave the whole franchise of the football over to George Hallis, who showed immediate and immense interest in it. And also, Mr. Staley gave him five grand for operating expenses, and he moved it into Chicago. Well, the Staley's won that first contest uh, as the Chicago Staley's over Rock Island by the score of 14 to 10. And a year later, for the 1922 season, the franchise would become the Chicago Bears. October 10, 1930, the Associated Press voted John Cronin number four in 1931 of the Washington Senators as the unofficial American League Most Valuable Player. Meanwhile, the Boulder Writer Alliance, the BWA, named the Chicago Cubs' Hack Wilson as the National League MVP. October 10, 1951, at the World Series, the two-time defending champion New York Yankees defeated the New York Giants 4-3 at Yankee Stadium for a 4-2 series victory. Most valuable player in that series was Yankee shortstop number 10, Phil Rizzuto. October 10, 1956, in the World Series clincher, the Yankees, behind number 8 Yogi Berra's two home runs, beat the Brooklyn Dodgers 9-0 in Game 7 at Ebbets Field. Most valuable player, Yankees pitcher number 18, Don Larson. 
October 10, 1957, the World Series crowned the Milwaukee Braves as champions when they defeated the New York Yankees 5-0 at Yankee Stadium to clinch a four games to three series victory. It was game seven, and the series MVP was the Braves pitcher Lou Burnett, number 33 for the Braves, who went 3-0 against the Yanks in that World Series. October 10, 1960, Ron Stewart of the Ottawa Rough Riders rushed for a CFL record 280 yards in a game. Stewart's number 11 jersey had been retired by the Ottawa Rough Riders since then and is also a member of the Queen's University Football Hall of Fame and the Ottawa Sports Hall of Fame as well as the CFL Hall of Fame is Ron Stewart. October 10th, 1964, 18th annual NHL All-Star Game, Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto, Ontario. The All-Stars beat Toronto 3-2. Jean Bellevue and the center for Montreal won the MVP award for that game. Bellevue wore the number four on his sweater at that point in his career. October 10, 1968, it was World Series Game 7 as the Detroit Tigers edged out the St. Louis Cardinals 4-1 at Busch Stadium to clinch a 4-3 series win. The series' most valuable player was Tigers pitcher number 29, Mickey Lolick. October 10, 1979, the Quebec Nordiques of the NHL number 9, Real Colote, was set an NHL record of a hat-trick in his very first league game. The feat was matched in 2016 by Toronto's Austin Matthews, among others who have done it over history. October 10, 1987, the Hartford Center, number 27, Doug Jarvis, ends his career having played an NHL record 964 consecutive games as the Whalers lost 6-2 to the New York Rangers. October 10, 1993, Cleveland Browns defensive back, Najee Mustafa, number 48, set a franchise record for the longest interception when he picked off a pass and raced 97 yards to Pater. October 10, 1994, the New York football giants retired one of their greatest players ever, Lawrence Taylor, and his number 56 jersey from being in further use on the Giants football field. And that is your sports break for this October 10th. Your sports history revealed along with the uniform numbers and the great players that wore them. If you want to find more on sports history, go see my friends at thesportshistorynetwork.com. We have over 30 podcasters bringing you all kinds of different events, uh, sports, art, eras, and uh, just some great guests and historians on there as well that bring you the best in sports history. Thousands of hours to listen to. Also, go to Pigskin Dispatch. JerseyDispatch.com and Orville Mulligan Sportswriter as your favorite podcasters that you can listen to and uh, really learn about sports history. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.
Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast. <laughs>